pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, good evening and welcome to One Life Left, Britain's favourite video game radio show. My name is Steve Curran. Uh, Simon's out making up a t- cup of tea Well, can right you now, do that so, bit then? Um, I'm, so- I'm Simon Byron. You are not. Uh, and I'm Anne Scantlebury. You are. How yeah. are you, Anne? Um, I'm good, actually. We were off sick last week. We were. I think none of us were feeling particularly Two thirds of us were, were ill. Uh, you yeah. can guess which one of us wasn't um, over the course of this Ooh. show. Uh, by deducing it from our voices, I guess. Because we're a radio show, and that's what we do. Voices. Voices nominally about video games. And over the next hour, we have got some reviews. We've got some news. Have we got some news? Yeah, we've got five newses. Five, five newses. Uh, we have got uh, two features today. We'll have some letters. Oh, no, put it on the floor. Don't worry. Yeah. And we've got... <laughs> We've got Simon Byron. Simon, who's back. Just, uh, just a ride at you. Hello, Simon. Take your time. Don't worry. Sorry, I'm late. It's all right. No worries. No worries. Sorry about that. But um, our guest this week. Have you in- have you introduced our guest? Uh, not yet. But making unreasonable demands. It's never happened before. It's never happened before. It? Never no. happened. So I was a little bit thrown out there. <laughs> but uh, um, I hope you find it to your satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Back and on track sure now. It'll be lovely. It's hot and wet. It's Alex Fleetwood. Hello, Alex. Hello, hey, Alex. How's it going? It's all right, thank you. How are you? Uh, very well, thank you. Um, what is the correct seat alignment? Um, lean back. Yeah, that's pretty cash. Yeah, I'm going to work it out. There we go. Yeah. Just there work go. on your lumbar support. Um, yeah, no, the reason uh, I was slightly late to choose is that Alex demanded a cup of tea. We don't deal with demands well, do we? We get quite aggressive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wonder this show started at all, but here we are. I, I wouldn't drink it, Steve. How's your week been? It's good, it's good. Um, yeah, all good. Very busy, but all right. Um, uh, how? It's obviously a terrible, some terrible broadcasting news over the weekend. Mm. Very sad to hear. Um, although the news was broken to me in perhaps the most unusual, most unusual way. Do you know mm. how I found out that um, Sir Terry Wogan had died? How did you find out? Charles Cecil whispered it through a door at me. <laughs> Beat that. He said, he said, morning. I went, morning. He wow. went, 
Terry Wogan's died. <laughs> what? Like, oh, did he say it? That kind of chirpy. It's quite chirpy about it. Yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. So uh, you know, Charles and Charles and Terry have history. I don't. Well, you know, uh, not not that he mentioned, but uh, it struck me that actually all you know. All uh, celebrity deaths should be delivered by Charles Cecil through a door. Could be a new feature, couldn't it? <laughs> exactly. Uh, anyway. Imagine if we played them out of sync. It could be who's next. One Life Left is a radio show about video games. That's why we have Alex Fleetwood on the show. Um, are you having a nice week, Alex? Yeah, I'm having a very exciting week, thank okay, you. Okay, busy times. We're going to talk about that in a bit. Uh, after the news, I suppose we should just get on with that, just get on with we? it, Steve. All right, here we go. It's 7.04 on Monday the 1st of February, I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the news. The winners of the first round of the government's UK Games Fund have been announced. Those selected will receive grants of up to £50,000 to turn ideas into working prototypes. 24 developers were selected including Roll7, Spilt Milk Studios, Houston Consultants and Poor Print Games. Applications for the next round of funding are being accepted from now until the 18th of April. You may as well go for it because it's basically free money paid for by your own taxes. Interesting. There were restrictions on the people who could apply for the first round of funding, weren't there? Uh, yeah, was it you had to be based in the UK? You definitely had to be uh, didn't you, British company. Didn't you also have to be on One Life Left the day that that was announced? I'm pretty sure that was Alex, one of you, them. Alex, you guys got some, didn't you? We did, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you very much. You, you didn't feel that was newsworthy enough? Uh, uh, no, I'm really sorry. I think I skipped over that list. Um, that's <laughs> because the name of the company is Sensible Object, which nobody's heard of because oh. we're all about the fabulous beasts right now. Yeah, mm. that's why um, I didn't... But I think I, I thought that you, you the company had to be uh, had to have already published a game. Is that not true? No, that interest, was not a interest. Did you, did, did, did you tell them that you had? You should no, have done. We didn't tell them that we had. He'd have got more dark. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I heard. Uh, okay, well that's interesting. It's great news. I saw spilt milk were yeah, on their list as mad well. For it. Yeah, they're uh, are they friends or enemies of the show? Friends, friends. Keep friends. Everyone's friends. friends until we tell you differently. Exactly. Yeah. I just thought we had no. told them differently. No, no, no. sure. Friends, okay, friends. Good. Uh, good. Roll seven is good for them. So what? Yeah. Uh, so what are you? Uh, what are you going to be doing with the funds, Alex? Uh, spending it on making fabulous beasts. That's a good uh, idea. Better. Good idea. I mean, I think there are better ideas, which we'll hear about later in the news section, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, well done to everybody concerned. The Witness is literally making people sick, and not because it's infuriatingly tough. Players have been reporting getting motion sickness while playing the game. It's so bad that developer Jonathan Blow is working on an anti-motion sickness update. Notes on the Steam page say an experimental update will give a wider field field of view, disable the view bob and add faster acceleration when walking and running, which might help. Nauseated players are eagerly waiting to see if J-Blow can solve this riddle more quickly than them. Have you play, who's played The Witness yet? Anybody? No. No? Um, I've yeah. not played The Witness. Tried, tried to play The Witness. Right, and? Well, I got as far as emailing Sony and saying, Sony, have you taken us off your PR, your PR list? Right. No what reply. Really? So, so <laughs> followed that they take up, you off, they blocked you. Followed that up it. on a Friday. Spam. 
no reply. So I haven't played the. Maybe uh, it's the first yet. riddle that you, the first puzzle you got to solve. <laughs> I wonder whether it's an, ar- an arg. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm really, really, really excited about playing it. Clearly, not excited enough to buy it. Have you played it, Simon? No, I'm. I'm looking forward to playing it. Uh, but similar boat to you, Steve. I'm not looking forward to. I'd, it's tricky, isn't it? Um, because obviously, thirty pounds should be an acceptable amount of money for what I understand is quite a comprehensive game. Doesn't it take like eight, eighty hours or something like that? Eighty. Well, as far as I can tell, most people are getting stuck after about one or two. (laughs) And and yeah, I'm I'm sure it's a huge game, and I'm sure it's worth the money. But right now, I don't have time to play anything for more than an hour, and I can't justify spending thirty pounds on an hour's worth of entertainment. It is going to be out on iOS. At some point, isn't it? Is it is that an exclusive? Well, I thought I read that somewhere. Yeah, I think it is. I'm, I'm thinking that it's an iOS sort of yeah. A thing. Yeah, and that's definitely what I would. I don't. I don't. I don't. I would play it. I would buy it on Steam if I were to buy it right now. And um, I don't really want to sit. My, I don't know. It just feels like a puzzle Did game. Did Jay Jay Blow tell you personally? Did he? Jay Blow didn't get on the blower. Is this, is this just <laughs> dropped you a DM and said, saying, you know, don't tell I, I don't know if you're doing a show tonight. I don't know if it will even make a news section. But if it is, uh, witness maybe, is coming late. Like, maybe you maybe could drop it, it in if there. If this isn't something I've read, maybe this is a prediction. This is one life left predicts. <laughs> the witness on iOS that's 2017. Kind of not, that's not really news, though, is it? That needs a new section. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Predictions. Uh, he's been. Uh, he's Do you think it'll be free to play by the time it gets to iOS? That's a good question. Paper puzzle. Paper yeah. Puzzle, or maybe. Yeah. That sounds like an exclusive too. Yeah. He's been. Um, so he's been talking sales figures recently as well. Ooh. Uh, not of interest, and to you, not of interest in the news section. Um, he's been tweeting out about how it's made more money than Braid did in its first year. So it's approaching that. Well, it's, it's already Braid was a thirty quid, mate. Is what I'd say. It's already yeah. made more money than Braid. Yes. Yes. So it's, so it's, it's doing very well. For which is great. He's also been um, revealing uh, some of the uh, hassles he's been having with people pirating the game. Apparently, mm. um, uh, he's, he's, well, he's, he's clearly built into the game some uh, form of uh, some, some flag which shows and he said that um, he can tell when streamers are using a pirated copy of the game oh. and he said uh, that there was one that had three million subscribers who, was, who had pirated the game oh my god that's dreadful um, but yeah I, it, it, it looks good I've heard nothing but brilliant things about it so uh, we should play it sometime <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, let us know Sony GOG Games has launched an early access program that will offer a no questions asked 14 day refund. The online distributor will be going up against Steam's own early access program, but has promised that it will carefully evaluate and handpick each in development game it sells. It's chosen Project Zomboid, Starbound, Curious, and Curious Expedition, among others, to launch. And there will be a rollback feature if you use GOG Galaxy, where you can go back to earlier versions of the game if a new patch doesn't work or you don't get on with an update. Smashing. How's Zomboid doing? It's doing very well. I haven't heard uh, from those guys for ages. I, I, I texted Will Porter a couple of weeks ago, drunkenly, on a tra- actually on the way back from the show. <laughs> okay, okay. Just, you would- no, 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 no. So I thought I'd try to text him drunk, and then I rem- remembered when it was. It was Different. Like- Giddy on happiness. <laughs> I was tired on the train. Uh, yeah, no, he's. Um, uh, I, I had a chat with those guys um, at Rest last year, and uh, I just uh, dropped some text to, to check in. Uh, yeah, it seems to be going very well. I think um, you know they are still very much early access, mm-hmm. so they, they keep adding been to early it. access for ages, yeah, exactly. haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. When does it become late Just early like access? <laughs> <laughs> Are we in early access? One Life Life is still beta, isn't well, it? Version? It, it, yeah, it, uh, yeah. It's, it's like the whole Gmail launching thing. If you yeah, call it beta, you can't get sued. So, Are we, Do we have to level up after 10 years? Interesting. I don't think you level up out of beta. I, I'm not sure that's the... 
do we progress? Progress. Maybe. Hit alpha. I, no, wait uh, the other way. I, I, but we talked about early access before, and it's it's, a, it's something I don't I don't quite. I, I personally don't 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 get myself mm. the the idea that you're going to play something unfinished and then because you yeah you know, I wouldn't play it again as, well, you, as you say, Steve. I have a I have a game in early access at the moment. Uh, oh, I backed that on the, on the old Kickstarter. I haven't played it, and I can see. <laughs> I, can you? Can I you can see, see, see your streamers? You're playing a pirated version. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just easier. No DRM. Um, yeah, we're, so we're in our early access at the moment. It's a very sort of relaxed early access process, and we're just adding music mostly to the thing because the game is kind of locked down. But it's very strange having two separate launches, like saying, right. yeah, we're live, and in a second we'll be live again, and now we're declaring it finished. What have you learned from your uh, early access community then? I mean, genuinely almost nothing. Okay. Like, because it's not like the game was the game and the game was already finished. There wasn't a lot to learn right. about it already. Everyone's been super polite and kind and nice. And, and it's great. It's not really um, an early access sort of game. I think we just wanted to sort of publish it. Right. Uh, and we did. And that's good. When are you, when are you coming out of early access? Um, March, I think. Uh, probably around the time we are at GDC. Barbie has been given a new career as a game developer. A new range of Mattel's kids' toys has given old BB a variety of makeovers with different heights, body shapes, skin tones, and a selection of jobs. But really, why would any child want to be a spy or a president when they could be a game developer? The range comes under the You Can Be Anything banner. Barbie is seen working at a standing desk with a headset like your average game developer does. Looks like next time Ken implores Barbie to go party, she'd be all like Soz Khan in Crunch. It was a ridiculous desk, wasn't it? Yeah. It's very well, small. I really didn't think the desk was very realistic. No. But otherwise, this is great news. Good news. It's great news. Well done. Welcome um, to the... Uh, have you ever used a standing desk? No. I t- um, Alex Wilshire swears by it, doesn't really? he? Really? Yeah. And but he made gunpoint. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, anyway. As I understand it. Uh, yeah, uh, do you use a standing desk? I do not use a standing desk. Alex Wilshire, what am I talking about? Of course it's not. Um, did you actually get that wrong? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I Tom did. Francis. Tom Francis. Yeah. No, I thought that sorry. was a joke. No, <laughs> no, it wasn't. I, do you know? I got. But the, it I can mean, be from now on. They are two handsome men, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they're more successful than me. Uh, Let's just merge them. Let's have them merged. <laughs> I'm sure. Alex, I, I, Alex I, I, Wilshire runs all of the communications for us. Oh, does he? Um, of course he so does. I knew this. Do you know what? How does he work? How does he work? Sitting down, standing up. I couldn't remember who Steve Davis was the other day. But genuinely, I'm getting old. Sorry, Alex, um, carry on. Who are you? Uh, <laughs> Fleetwood. We have three Alexes in the team, which is ridiculous. Okay. Um, and it means that there's lots of difficult stuff to work out about surnames and stuff. But um, Alex Wiltshire um, sometimes impersonates me to write a thing. You know, that kind of, uh, you know, like... And it's really interesting when you get it back because it's like, oh, this is like me, but just kind of better expressed and more intelligent. <laughs> this is what I would sound like if I were better at you writing. You have a ghostwriter. Only for, like, little tiny, like, bits of stuff. Like That's even know. worse. Like, just for the things that you could easily do, but you just throw money at Alex, he'll, he'll do it. Exactly. Maybe he could go speak for us. What's the worst you've made him say? Um, I've never made him say anything bad. Does he make you cups of tea? Uh, I don't th- actually, no, I don't think he ever has, because he comes to the office and, and every now and again. Normally he, normally he works from his home in Bath. What do you think Alex would say that you thought of that tea? <laughs> <laughs> I think he would say it was a lovely cup of tea. Thank you very much indeed, Simon. <laughs> 
And finally, a Kickstarter game project has collapsed after all the money was spent on liquor, restaurants, bars and strippers. In June 2014, ETSKI raised over $4,000 to work on a series of game development tutorials to walk you through the making of Ant Simulator. One of the members of the team has since pulled out of the project, stating that his partners have secretly spent all the money living it up. All mention of the game has been removed from the company's website. Listeners, it's 7pm. Do you know where your Kickstarter funds are? $4,000. <laughs> was how much it was? I actually didn't it see was the food. Just <laughs> over, yeah. The the money that they made from that, they, they apparently there was also other um, div- uh, funds for the game as well. But that was their Kickstarter money. Well, <laughs> well, I think it was something like four thousand four hundred fifty six dollars. Oh, gone. How do you think that started? Like, <laughs> how do you find? Let's, well, well, we'll start tomorrow. <laughs> let's let's just celebrate. Have a night. Celebrate. We should this. celebrate. <laughs> We've finished the Kickstarter. <laughs> I mean, Alex, Kickstarter's taken out of you, right? They are. No, no, they are, they're, they're intense. You know, we've both we've had them as well. Yeah. So, when you finish Kickstarter, I think it's fine to allow yourself <laughs> a drink, <laughs> a, wine a drink, a, drink, a meal, drink or, or two. Reflection. Yeah. Obviously, you can't. You shouldn't drink without having something to eat. First. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's unsafe to do that. You've got to line your stomach. You yeah. know, it's and just, you you want to enjoy your success with others I think the reward tiers should have given it away to backers you know for for $10 we will send you a blurry Instagram photo of a Hooters waitress Yeah, so that's a stretch goal for yeah. a fabulous piece. Uh, no, no, it's just right there. It's, it's actually, you know, it's like, it? yeah, that's the first thing. That's the first thing you get to. Uh, this poor guy, though, he wrote on, uh, he wrote on, I think it was, uh, he was replying to one of the videos or something, and he said, yeah, I, I, I've, I've looked over the contract again, and I would like to, you know, uh, make take legal action against them, but actually, they've sort of penned in this, and they've got receipts and everything for everything, and they said, <laughs> they've got it all down under meetings, and I know that these meetings weren't real meetings, and I think it's just because he wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's Can, good. One, just can get you get receipts, receipts for, for that sort of thing? Can you? I mean, you could always. You get it for a taxi. They just write it down on a piece of paper. You pay t- £10 for some taxi. And then I guess if you just ask someone, just write down how much you spent on the services. <laughs> You'll be dealing with our receipts after GDC, won't you? I will. And I, I, I let me tell you, our, con- our contracts are watertight. Nothing goes past me. Thanks, Anne. <laughs>
You're listening to One Life Life in Resonance 104.4 FM, the greatest radio station in the world. Uh, it is Resonance FM's annual fundraiser from 13th of February to the 21st of February. It features nine days of live events, spectacular online auction, as well as a whole host of special broadcasts. Resonance relies on the support of our listeners. That means you, whether you're listening to this on Resonance or on the One Life Left podcast. Please help us make more amazing programming by heading to resonance.fm to make a contribution. Uh, you're listening as well to Alex E, another Alex. Uh, this track All the called, Alexes. It's a track called He's a Mellow Fellow. It's from chipmusic.org. And it is very relaxed. Simon, what are you doing on your surface? I was just uh, I was calling up the Fabulous Beast Kickstarter page. But ah. there's, a, there's a certificate error. It says, continue to this page is not recommended. Does it say, w- warning, have oh, you yeah. seen what they're spending their money exactly, on? Exactly, exactly right. Good, you've got to get receipts. Um, nice piece of music, isn't it? Mm, yeah, more Alex's. Relax. I think it's done though. I think it's 16-bit this. I think it's uh, Mega Drive. Genesis. Uh, Genesis music. Anyway. I can't find it. It's locked into BT Wi-Fi rather than <sighs> resonance. Lord it's annoying, isn't it? How much money are you up to, Alex? I think we're up to about 76, 77,000 pounds. You could get a lot of restaurant for that. I know, right? Like, <laughs> oh, like big restaurant. Yeah. Uh, you should tell us, obviously, we're, um, we're assuming a lot of knowledge here. Tell us about Fabulous Beasts. Mm. Uh, Fabulous Beasts is a game which mixes up elements of tabletop and digital games. Uh, so uh, the physical element, the tabletop element, is a stacking game. Um, players take on the role of a sort of slightly twisted family of gods who want to create a world full of fabulous beasts. Uh, and they do that by building a tower of these funny-looking artefacts that we have here in the, in the, in the studio that you can't see. Um, is it me? Am I don't know who the crack... Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm, if it's me, I apologise. No, no, definitely some crackling going some on crackling when you move. Apologies, listeners. Um, Maybe but, it's the beasts. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, so, for example, uh, you, uh, what, you want, what you can't see me holding in my hand is eagle. Uh, it's one of the creatures. Um, so if I uh, scan that to the tower and add it into the platform, then Eagle will appear as if by magic in the connected digital realm. Uh, so there are 24 pieces. Uh, some are beasts. Uh, some will cross beasts in the world to make a, a odd hybrid. Uh, some are element pieces. They kind of boost different uh, regions and give the creatures in them a uh, buff. Um, and then there are miracles, which do really weird stuff. Uh, so it's, yeah, like uh, Jenga meets Pokemon kind of a thing. Did you just uh, talk about this last year on the GDC podcast? Yeah, we, 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 had, we, had, we had a very... The, 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 you, I think that was its first ever radio appearance. Excellent. So it's, and this is its second, actually. Right, so, um, fantastic. So One Life Left colonises the... Um, now, go on, Anne, because I could see uh, your face light up. Um, so I want to know. Uh, I've got I've got a series of questions because I've been watching your uh, trailers on your Kickstarter. I'm still wondering whether to back you. I want to know. <laughs> I have backed you, as we know. <laughs> Steve, where do you stand on this? Um, I have not. Okay, you're so you're considering so as well. I'm ready to back, <laughs> but also the reason I haven't backed is because I can't back anything on Kickstarter because of my Kickstarter. And the credit card details were changed at the back end. So if I back you, I'm actually backing you with someone else's money. So, um, I, sorry, we, sorry, are, we are having mic problems right now. So, uh, yeah, I don't, we don't know what's causing it. Um, so we're trying to eliminate it while we're talking to Alex. My questions, though. Anne, okay, go, firstly, fire away. Um, 
how easy is it to actually stack things on top? Because it, I saw that you were getting quite a few things, but I'm looking at them here. They are weird shapes. Yeah, they are weird shapes. Um, they're, they're all stackable, uh, but not as you'd expect. So, um, you know, yeah. if Lego is sort of, you know, the most stackable thing, you know, it's kind of your lawful good of stackability, uh, then this is chaotic e- evil. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a bit weird. Um, but that's where the fun lies. Um, it's sort of, you know, you take a piece like Shark, and, you know, the initial inclination is to rest her on her belly, but then that's a bit wobbly and yeah. unstable. But then you're like, oh, man, I could put her on her nose. Whoa. And suddenly, Shark has um, some useful kind of stacking affordances. Um, so the the oddness of the shapes is very intentional. We've uh, designed and redesigned the pieces many times with a with a 3D printer to kind of come up with the uh, what we think is an optimally fun arrangement of um, things to stack. You, you can stack an iPhone on Shark. Look at that. Boom. Um, so yeah, that is. They uh, if they were just really easy to stack, then the game wouldn't be as fun, I guess. No. Um, also, how? Like what? how? What? Why did? What? What? <laughs> where, where, where did you think? What? Do you know what? Animals on top of each other. Yeah. Like how? What? <laughs> <laughs> Has someone? Have people? Do people just go? I'm sorry. Like what? How did that happen? Yeah. Where? What? What? What precise manner of hallucinogens were you on when you thought? Do you know what would be good? Is if we could make eagle and bear kiss, and that would be a really good platform. <laughs> That's romantic. Yeah. Um, you can turn them upside down. Too. <laughs> um, so, yeah, good question. Good question, Anne. Uh, long story. Um, most of my game design process is based around puns. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I love a pun. Uh, I love a title for a thing. And um, the, the basic pun that is at the root of Fabulous Beasts is there's balance in ecosystems and there's balance in nature. Mm-hmm. And there's balance in a tower. Uh, sorry, I got confused. Um, that was the same thing twice. So, so the balance of an ecosystem and the balance of the tower, and I thought it'd be interesting to muck around with that idea. So you've got to balance this tower, and you've got to try and balance this system over here as well, and try to make those two things work. And so that was the beginning of it, and then everything else kind of splurged out from there. Mm-hmm. What uh, what technology is in them then? Is it similar to because you're, you're you're tapping them on a on, I am. A, on a thing? Yes, and then the computers know what's going on. Uh, it's it's unexpected item in the bagging area. The game. <laughs> Uh, so uh, inside each of the pieces is uh, an RFID tag, so similar to your contactless payment card or your Oyster. Um, and so when I scan that, um, that picks it up and goes, oh, it's the miracle of haste. That's a piece. Uh, but then there is a weight sensor under the, under the platform, um, which is providing us with uh, data about the weight of the tower. And so now, now that weight sensor is going, oh, well, I wonder if they will successfully stack that on the tower. Huh. And when I do that, it goes, yes, it, uh, the, the, the amount that the miracle of haste weighs has been added to the tower and now that piece has been introduced to the world. Um, similarly, that means if when we knock the tower over, um, the load cell goes, hmm, I'm not happy. I don't have a stable tower on right. me. Uh, and then I have to put it back again, except oh. I can't. And then my game ended. Game over. Game uh, over. Anna and I, and our respective partners, we played uh, Super Rhino, didn't we, yes. a couple of weeks ago? Such so fun. Uh, Super Rhino is a good game, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, fun. Uh, but it doesn't make the beeping noises and have the uh, <laughs> no. The no, you computers. have to make those yourself. <laughs> <laughs> what bleeping noise does Super Rhino make when he goes up a level? Well, on the radio, a lot of bleeping noises. Yeah, actually. I bet yeah. That's, that's um, true. Uh, but there's, there's, um, there's definitely something in, the, like the sort of standing around a table, everybody, you know, it's yeah. the old buckaroo kaplunk. Absolutely. But uh, for the, we're not even in the noughties now, what are we in? Tens? The, the, the tens. 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 Yeah, the ten- how, did the, how did the Kickstarter go? 
How is it going, I should say? Um, yeah, no, we're very excited. We've got off to a great start. Um, uh, so just on sound, before I leave that, mm. I just want to say that we the current bad sounds are going <laughs> to be replaced by sounds by Disaster Piece, um, who did the soundtrack for Fez, amongst many other oh, awesome cool. games. Right, right. And um, uh, we're really excited about... Um, having uh, someone like that making a soundtrack for a tabletop game it's kind of interesting to imagine that your 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 social game that you're playing would have a kind of exciting mm. dynamic video game soundtrack and that would make the experience different from other tabletop games where like you say you have to make your own soundtrack up um kickstarter's going great so we, you're 24 days to go you're you're just, just, over, just, half over, half just halfway. over halfway yes um we've had uh tons of you know enthusiasm and feedback and you know uh, like all kickstarters there's a kind of flurry at the beginning and then it kind of slows down a bit and then hopefully there'll be a, a, a flurry at the end uh so we're in the the, the tricky middle overs of, um, <laughs> of the uh to, to which i know steve will enjoy as a, as a sort of <laughs> devout cricket fan um of the kickstarter campaign uh but yeah we've got lots of um stuff to reveal hopefully and um stories to tell about the project and um yeah it's it's very fun Looking at it now, it looks it looks done. It, I, I, so I, I'm a backer. Um, it's going to be ready. I think towards the end of the year. Like November. November. Yes, November. Definitely in time for Christmas. Definitely in time for Christmas. Um, uh, you know, there are obviously, uh, you know, we're working with partners in Hong Kong and China. Um, we are relative to Disney, a fairly small client of, of those people, and therefore, you know, you can't command 100. percent uh, attention and control so there's always a possibility that things might get bumped but we've tried to allow for that and we're as confident as we can be in november as a delivery time how can people uh, it, will there be a chance for people to get their hands on it whilst the kickstarters um up yeah and running? there's a there's a, a bunch of things that if you uh, follow us on at fab beasts on the twitter um then you will hear about them uh we're, we're going to be popping down to london indies tonight um any resonance feminists in manchester we're going to be at the university of manchester on wednesday we're going to be popping down to a london on board board gaming night um i discovered that my local pub um what am i well not my local pub but a pub that is local to me has two hundred and fifty thousand followers on twitter what? what i know the alma on newington green has two hundred and fifty thousand followers on twitter are um, they real yeah. <laughs> are they have you checked that have you ch- are they verified yeah no. exactly <laughs> um, crikey uh so yeah i'm, I'm gonna go we're, we're hoping to go and play board games there with all of their bots um, we think that <laughs> great well genuinely best of luck uh, with it very much looking forward to seeing how you get on got every face you're going to get there um, thank you yeah uh, so check it out on Kickstarter now if you just search for Fabulous Beasts there are t- currently 24 games to go uh, we'll see you for a game soon hello I'm Sega Badawi and welcome to One Life Left local news The grumpy old leader of the opposition, Cranky Kong, appears to be softening his stance on weapons of mass destruction. Cranky thought that King K. Rule was wrong to produce new spark bombs and then hide them in the oceans to avoid detection. However, other members in Cranky's party, including Funky Kong and Candy Kong, believe that it is needed to prevent wars. Cranky Kong said that he felt that having his son Donkey on top of a swordfish would be enough of a deterrent, but he understood that people could want something a little more substantial, like some invincibility. He also added that smart bombs were only really useful in horizontal or vertical shooters, and in a platformer, they were a bit too much. Cranky had also said 
he'd seen King K. Rool play Defcon and it never ended well. Mostly because the king had trouble moving the mouse with his claws. Thanks and back to your usual programming. You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. I've only put my mic up right now uh, because if you could hear the other side of the desk, you'd be able to hear Anne and Simon and Alex all playing Fabulous Beasts right now, live in the studio. How's it going, guys? Let's see what you made. An Air Bear Eagle. Air Bear Eagle. 15, 15 points of fabulousness, a very right. fabulous piece. I've made a very fabulous piece. How, how was that, Anne? Uh, it's good, super good fun. Um, I did say the words better than Jenga, isn't it? <laughs> so you can put that on Are you giving Alex Wiltshire, Tom Francis, <laughs> their comms man, some words for him to write? Yeah, Is that the point? Anything you Optimus that's excellent. Excellent. We have to do the show. Yeah. Yeah, we need to get on with the letters section. That's nice. Oh, uh, this piece of music is brilliant, I think. It's called... Put the heart on. Uh, sorry, it's by Put the Heart on. It's called You Make My Heart Sing. I think. Anyway, it's excellent. Whatever you can hear it's it lovely. at chipmusic.org, uh, and it is time right now for our letter section. If you notice some slight sort of disjointed air to One Life Left today, it's because uh, we only have one CD of jingles to go from. We've got um, a slightly faulty microphone somewhere. We've got a very distracting get physical game yes. in the show, and I'm losing my memory. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps so. all of this is a function of your loss of memory. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Thank you for your uh, email, Lawrence Weir, which is about The Witness. Uh, we've, we've covered that, I feel. Um, Robert Wells writes, Hello team, hello super special guest. I was out in Brixton last week and saw that the 
Games Master, a small independent, mostly second-hand game shop, has closed. On the shutters are signs saying closed for renovation, but under them, an eviction notice. <laughs> if you have a favourite bricks and mortar shop for your games that is surviving, I'm fond of retro game base in Stretton. Pip, pip, Robert. Uh, and he says, P.S. Steve, totally do this. RPMChallenge.com. I'll be making a month of chip tunes. I, I've signed up for the RPM Challenge. Uh, not every year, but many years for the last five or six years, and I've never successfully completed it. Maybe this is the year, uh, but I am. I'm, I'm trying to skill up in a different area, as we'll hear about later in the okay. show. Uh, um, I, I, sorry, oh, I just yeah. in response to that question. That's where I sold my Wii. Wii yeah, team. I've shut them down. <laughs> stuff. I was in. Um, I was in a, a game shop in York actually, which was full of people playing um, Star Wars miniatures and uh, Magic the Gathering. I think it was mm. full. Of squeezed in there. We couldn't buy a copy of Spyfall out of print. He said. Mm. So I bought it on Amazon, where it was available. <laughs> it's terrible, really, isn't it? <laughs> High team and tried. Oh, no, I did. I actually tried. Yes. Hi team, Hi. and super special guest, uh, writes Chris Stewart. Since some of you were poorly last week, hope you're all feeling better now. How are you two? Better. Yeah, alright. <laughs> I got to wondering, do any of you have comfort games you always play to relax uh, to enjoy them? I personally play Rollercoaster Tycoon and enjoy the zen of watching the profit from ticket sales slowly increasing. Or I play The Room because all the clicks and other sounds are really pleasing to my ears. Thanks, and keep up the good work. Love and kisses. Chris Stewart. Freeze! Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Uh, actually, the game that I'm reviewing for this week, obviously I've been playing it for the last two weeks, and while I was ill, I was playing it a lot, so I'll talk about that later. But I'd love to say uh, Nekoatsumi. Right. I'm so angry at it right now. Really? So angry. Are we going to find I out about that later? Turned. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Um, I... Of the games that are currently sort of accessible to me, I play um, Hohokam the most in those sort of situations, those wind-down, de-stressing situations. I would like to play Pixel Junk Eden. Uh, Pixel Junk Eden was my go-to game for all of those situations, but it's not available on PS4 unless you rent it for uh, a fee, which <laughs> is annoying since I already own it, so I won't pay. I once had a paramedic come to my house thinking I had a, was having a heart attack as a result of uh, re- judging games for the BAFTA Mobile Games Jury. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Why are you having... Uh, no, I wasn't. Um, but I had been quite poorly and I was running a temperature and I'd been lying in bed playing games mm-hmm. and, I don't know, like got a cricked neck and had loads of arm pain. <laughs> and you know like how they've changed everything with the NHS Direct so you now ring a call centre and they just go through a set yeah. of checkboxes. And if you've got a fever and arm pain, Pain. They just assume you're having a heart attack. So they say, we're just popping around to your house because yeah. we think you're having a heart attack. <laughs> um, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm not having a heart attack. I'm pretty sure I've just got a fever and I've been lying in bed playing mobile games. Uh, but they had to shave my chest and do the whole thing. <laughs> um, Did they have to? Yeah. <laughs> well, to, to put the ECG things oh, okay. on, you know, yeah, it's, it's just nothing but And they definitely were and paramedics. They weren't just people coming around your house, <laughs> shaving your chest, feeling your temperature. I mean, if, if that were true, I mean, I felt a lot happier after they'd confirmed that I wasn't having a heart attack. Tell um, it to the Kickstarter backers, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear team in SSG, I teach English in Poland, and the other day I was researching urban legends about London for a class. On a couple of websites, I found mentions of a ghost that appeared to some presenters at your very own Resonance FM. Uh, see attached links. Apparently, it had angry-looking red-ringed eyes and strange dark teeth. 
Was it you that saw it? Could it have been a particularly tearful Peter Molyneux experimenting with astral projection? Can you uh, and can you recommend any language-related video games that I, I might be able to shoehorn into my lesson? Love the show, Reese. I uh, read this when we wrote. I clicked through to the link and read about the ghost. Was it here or was it Denmark Street? It was Street? here. It was, was this, it? this studio. You would think Denmark Street yeah, was haunted, right, right. right? Denmark Street yeah. felt haunted. Uh, but no, apparently it was here. Wow. We should really ask, shouldn't we? Yeah. Upstairs. Uh, we'll do some research into that and we'll get back to you and uh, find out. It wasn't us, though. It wasn't us. Uh, well, I mean, we weren't the people who saw the ghost or, or the ghost. The ghost, or as we far as we know, unless one of us was astral projecting. Yeah. And do we have any, uh, what was it, language uh, related games that could be shoehorned into a lesson? There's yeah. one that was in the Experimental Games Play Workshop last year at GDC, and I think it's called Synonymy, Synonymy the Game. Okay. And it's about trying to get from one word to a different word and trying to, like, via synonyms. And uh, that's like an interesting different game mechanic yeah. to do with language that they could check out. Good. Good. Thank Good. You. Scribblenauts. Uh, Talk yeah. next to what adjectives were. Mm. Scribble, yeah. Okay. Very much enjoyed that. Good. Any more letters? Yes, Alex. Oh, yes, on. I've got one. I've got one. Um, hi, team. Hi, SSG. February, this is another RPM challenge. February is the RPM challenge. That's record production month. It's like month. It's like NaNoWriMo, but for music. Everyone tries to write 10 new tracks. I'm going to try and make an album of chiptune covers using a single sound source, an original Game Boy. I've got all the necessary hardware, but I've failed to use them yet. So, any requests for songs? What needs chiptuning that hasn't been chiptuned already? Pip-pip, Robert. Wasn't it Robert before? Yeah, it was. Yeah, mm. I tell you what, we've had two weeks worth of letters, yeah. haven't we? Two, two letters. We were sicky. Yeah, well, mm. so he's a solid I bet Lawrence Weir's furious we didn't read the... Um, <laughs> Super weasel spoon. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. Sorry, Lawrence. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we had kind of a uh, witness. Yeah. Um, I mean, um, austere medieval uh, polyphony. That's what I think he should chip tune. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I mean, I was going to go for Taylor Swift. I was going to say, yeah, I bet Robert regrets writing in now. He's going to have to do that. Peritone. Uh, <laughs> Taylor Swift, New Romantics is my ideal song for all occasions, mm, actually. Mm. So if you could do that, that'd be amazing. Do you know there's no karaoke version of um, Girls Aloud's On The Metro? Uh, which anywhere? Th- anywhere. It doesn't exist as well, a karaoke it w- track. It's because it wasn't a released single. Right, which screws up my plans for writing a mariochi song about Mini Metro. Mm. Oh, mm. It would have written itself. I mean, it wouldn't. Maybe Robert could make a karaoke, a chip tune <laughs> karaoke version. Should we just give Robert a task list? <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> For next, next, next a Trello week. board. Yeah. Can you do our accounts? <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you so much, everyone, for your letters. If you have more letters for you, and I assume you do, because otherwise it's just going to be Robert Wells. Yep, please <laughs> email. And he does great letters. He does do good letters. Uh, and actually, our next week's guest, I mentioned him at the top of the show, is Charles Settle. He's coming on. If you've got anything you want to ask yeah. Charles or anything you want to say to Charles, uh, email. Team at onelifeleft.com. Anything you want announcing. <laughs> uh, okay, it's time for John Life Left. Hello, listeners. John here with John Life Left, the feature exclusive to One Life Left, where every week we take a look at the ethical rules espoused by video games. I thought I'd do something a bit different this week, go with a mobile game. Um, so I'm going to try and learn an ethical lesson from uh, Nico Atsume, which is a game that has taken One Life Left by storm. And I believe that the uh, ethical lesson we can learn from this is to spend more time with your cat. So we're going to give that a go. I'm going to be assisted this week by Olive. Say hello, Olive. Olive is a eight-month-old uh, half-Bengal cat. She's black with green eyes and she is super adorable. I'm going to basically festoon her with treats and um, bribe her into liking me 
and see if my life improves as a result of that. Um, yeah, watch this space. This is not the cute cuddle fest I thought it would be. Olive is a crazed killing machine who destroys every toy I give her. She almost constantly wants feeding. Um, and they don't have a litter tray in Nico Atsume, and I'm starting to realise why. Having said that, ultimately I think my life is improved by her presence. I'm less lonely, um, I'm looking at my phone less, I'm looking at her and going, oh, quite a bit. So, you know, it's quite nice to have a cat around, have another thing in the house. This might actually be the first time I've found an ethical rule I'd quite like to live by. I'm going to be keeping Olive, it would be cruel to get rid of her. If you would like to suggest an ethical rule for me to follow, then get in touch by the usual channels, and I'll see you next week on John Live Left. Thanks, John. Anne, take the, uh, take the floor. Right, so my opinions on uh, Nicola Sumi have changed quite drastically in recent weeks. So I have now collected all of the rare cats. I've got them all. All of them? Yeah. And okay. I've got all of the cats. I've got all of the cats. All of the cats have visited my yard apart from. I don't have... I didn't take a picture of Peaches. And I was like, that's weird. When did Peaches last visit? Peaches last visited on the 4th of January. Okay. Um, so I was... I thought, well, that's odd. Look, all of the others have visited much more frequently than that. They've been here much more recently. Even the rare cats. Uh, so I looked it up online. Turns out Peaches is just a... Doesn't doesn't turn up very often. Okay. Um, and I've got to a point now where I feel like I completed the game when I got all of the rare cats and I was happy to just keep going on like that. And now I feel like there's one cat, mm -hmm. just a regular cat. Mm -hmm. Not even a special cat, just a regular cat. <sighs> Hold on. Really? Yeah. So you, you're, you're of the opinion that not all cats are special? Just a regular cat? Look, I'm how angry, would you Steve. Feel? This is emotional. How, I'm very... How, I have. Maybe there's a reason Peaches isn't turning up. If this is how you feel about peaches... So, what the internet said was... Just that peaches it, uh, has a low <coughs> level of... So I don't know, something. Um, and doesn't show up very often. And if there are other cats who are a bit bolder, mm -hmm. then um, she won't go and kick them out of their places. Or perhaps if peaches senses that there's a woman who's just, like, looking at a watch going, turn up, and then I never want to see you again. Maybe peaches isn't motivated to come to your been Garden. putting out all of her best things i've been putting out the metropolis mm -hmm. i've been putting out the pyramid yeah i've been putting out the bucket mm -hmm. i've been putting out everything that she loves and she won't turn up uh, i basically I, I think that i've gone from being really enchanted by this game to just being really annoyed that i can't get this one last thing who's already been there come on peaches okay uh alex you said you had some opinions on nico atsume i don't know like it's a free-to-play game that's trying to get you to spend money so it's all of those feelings that i have when i'm playing those games are feeling a little bit like mm, it's got me it's got its teeth <laughs> and then it's got all of this really really beautiful lovely cat stuff over the top and i kind of like i don't know like the the fact that i like the surface so much while still feeling slightly mm, about the bottom it's like having like a lovely chocolate frosting on something less savory than a cupcake underneath have you spent money on it no no, neither have I. Hmm. So I and I don't. So I don't feel weird about it because I'm like yeah. I can play it without spending money. Done. <laughs> and it's and it's maybe I just, your life. Maybe, I think I'm just bad at it because I think I've got to a point where it feels impossible to not spend money. I'll give you some tips after. If yeah, you want. thanks. Fantastic. Okay, should we do the review section now? Actually, yeah. and uh, and get that done with. <laughs> All right, go. Are we back at the window, are we? I zoned out. I did. I know that Adele has banned Donald Trump from using her music during his. Imagine 
a Niko Atsumi, mm-hmm. you could make this mm-hmm. a Niko Atsumi where you just get to keep. Uh, you look after wild Charlie Austins. Oh, I imagine. Could bring them all to your garden. Imagine. <laughs> I've dreamt about that, Steve. Um, I, uh, this week I have been continuing to play Battlefront. Obviously, level 36 now. Wow, congratulations. Um, the bowcaster wasn't really worth the wait, I'll be honest with you. But still brilliant. Very excited about the new maps that are due for free this month. Are it's they February for, now. They're for free? They're, they're mixing it up. A few free maps and then uh, four major... Um, updates throughout the uh, the big the first ones in March. New Endor Walker Assault map. I think that's in March. Right. Okay. And uh, yes, yeah, good. Guys, so good. So good. Um, well, uh, so I've only been playing mobile games, uh, mm-hmm. and um, I've, I've been playing Downwell on my mobile. Have you? I have. Yeah. Have you been playing it? I did play it. Did you? Yeah. Right. <laughs> did you stop playing it? Yeah. It's been out on iOS for a while, isn't it? it came yeah. out on Android this week. Uh, I was very excited for it. It is a uh, platform. Platforming, shooting, roguelike type thing where you only shoot. Where you shoot bullets in the bottom of your shoes. Uh, you recharge your bullets or you rearm yourself by landing. Um, yeah, you play through it in short bursts. Uh, it's designed, I think, to be to be consumed. Uh, yeah, in just sort of two or three minute levels. So I, I mean, I'm pretty bad at it. So it's as long as each 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 run is la- uh, lasting, but it's good. It's good distraction. I think it's very stylish. Music's pretty good. Acts, works well on it. Works well on the handheld. So yeah. Two pounds something. Although, if you've been telling Google how much you enjoy going to Sainsbury's or Tesco's or, <laughs> or McDonald's or wherever through its opinion rewards, I think it only cost me about sixty p. Excellent. Yeah, seven I, out of ten. I didn't really get down well. No. I wanted to. I, I love it. I believe you have to keep playing it in mm. order. It's one of those where you need to keep playing it in order to get in order have, for it to become. I have got. I have now got to the point in down well where it's, it's no longer a good commute game. Because okay, you play it for if, so long. If if it goes well. Then I'm going to get to a point where I desperately want to continue, but have to get off the mm. tube, and that's sad. Um, it's either you lose your game because it doesn't really seem to hold your place if you kind of go away from it for a few hours. It's, right. it's gone when you come back, or you're the guy sitting playing down well, sat on the tube station, <laughs> um, which is not a good look. I'm, I'm just finishing a game that I like. It's all right. As more and more people start to play it, there'll just be groups of you yeah, sitting exactly. at the, tube stations. The at the end of the yeah, I think it looks gorgeous, and I think. It it plays very well, but it's not. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's a lot going on, but um, but I, I don't. Find, I mean, I, I, I was something like Rogue Legacy, which um, implies it should be a lot, yeah, longer game. I, it just didn't 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 get me at all. Whereas this, you, you sort of don't mind it being quick restart it's, and stuff. And I'm looking forward to like right. Alex to getting somewhere where obviously these things are subjective, uh, but. Objectively, I don't think Downwell is a million times the game that Rogue Legacy is. I don't know, sure, but I was um, I was just talking about it in a in a genre where yeah. uh, in I just to, want to, next to, to get further, you, you need know. to buy stuff. You're right. I just wanted to be mean about Rogue Legacy because it's what I do. Good, I'm with you. Yeah. And what have you been playing? Uh, so I. Uh, firstly, I'd like to apologise. I feel like I got really down on Nico Atsumi. It's given me so much joy. Um, so you can tell by your tone of yeah. voice. It's really good. <laughs> I love it. I still really love it. I'm so conflicted right now. I can't... Oh, whatever. Uh, I've been playing Bonza, uh, which is a crossword-style puzzle game. I saw you playing that yeah. in Switzerland. Yeah, I've been playing it loads. At first, I was like, okay, I get it. You sort of 
uh, so you, it gives you fractions of words and it gives you either a subject matter or just the first letter of that and you've got to guess what the subject matter is and you put them all together and when you finish the end of it you get given coins so you make your own little um, crossword puzzle you sort of it gives you a, it gives you a filled in crossword puzzle fragmented yeah. into yeah. pieces doesn't that's it that's correct right. Steve well done and thank you for your Welcome. intervention well it's not a game where you go around and I thought I'd apply yeah, my expertise you. to the description um, yeah so initially I was like oh I get it it's fine but I've been playing it loads it's really it's really good it's really neat it's um yeah, it's just really slick and you can, if you're stuck, you can buy hints or and you can watch videos to get hints or answers. So I never, I've never felt like, oh, I'm really stupid, I can't, I just go, no, I'll just watch a video and get a new, get an answer for it. Finish, on to the next level, bam. Um, and to, I've been playing some of the celebrity designers packs and on the tube on the way here, uh, I played one by John Walker. Really? Yes, celebrity yeah. for some value of celebrity yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay um yeah so i've been uh, it's just one of those really nice actually so when we were talking about uh, games that you like to play when you're ill yeah uh it's one of those like um quite therapeutic takes a bit of brain brain capacity just moving things around it's nothing it's it's not making my heart rate go boom 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 it uses up time and brings you closer to the point when you can sleep Yep. <laughs> yeah, but isn't everything, Steve? True. Um, uh, good uh, score. Seven out of ten. Okay, you should be a celebrity designer on there. Get in touch with them. Yeah. Ask them if uh, if you can do a pack. Uh, I um, I'm not playing the witness. That is the thing that I am not playing. Okay. Not my fault. Did my best to play the witness. I mean, my best would be paying for the witness, yeah. but <laughs> I didn't do that. Uh, um, but I did play a game called. Well, firstly. The thing that I mentioned earlier that I'm skilling up in, most of my time, my gaming time this week, has gone on learning how to model in Maya. I saw this. I've been 3D modelling because I thought, I don't know how to do it and I should learn how to do that. Can you? Are you artistic? Can you draw? No, no. I can't draw at all. But I've been copying. I've been copying a cricket bat right. into Maya. It's really, really fun. Totally recommend it as a thing to learn. You don't get points or achievements for it, though, so it's a bit rubbish in that sense. 7 out of 10. Uh, but the game I've been playing, uh, the cell phone game I've been playing, is Piloteer. Anyone playing mm, Piloteer? No, no, no. Piloteer. Bit, in which you are a woman with a rocket pack and you have to do various tasks. For example, pick up a star and then land again, or fly through this hoop and then land again, or land on an ice cream truck. It's all side on, and there's two... Uh, uh, two points on the screen you touch uh, left and right and that's how you make her fly it is really 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 difficult fiddly but like all of those games that start off with very very hard controls quickly or not quickly but after some time you learn a kind of art to it and therefore it feels more rewarding it's very very tough but it's also very 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 cheap and it's kind of stylish as well it looks like nothing else uh, I'd give it 7 out of 10 Alex uh, well, I, I I had been planning to review uh, Downwell, but oh, um, uh, that's sorry. cool. You've uh, uh, fortunately I have been playing one other game, um, uh, which is Lara Croft Go. Oh, uh, it's uh, it's a real delight. Um, uh, I really liked Hitman Go. I thought that was a, a ton of fun, and Lara Croft Go is like it, but about Lara Croft and Tomb Raider and, and better. It's it's lovely, isn't it? It's like they they just um, there's so many lovely little polished touches in it. So you're um, swiping left, right, up, down. You've got puzzles to solve you've got to get past traps and shoot snakes and avoid weird lizardy things that are chasing you and um it's just like 
distilled essence of Tomb Raider. Um, so, and you just get these lovely little moments, like you know, you're going up a wall, and then normally she just climbs up it, and every so often she does that cool handstand thing that, that she used to. I remember from PlayStation One Tomb Raider twenty years ago. Cheapest, yeah, it is actually, it is. It's so good, um, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's really slick. It's very, very good, and um, I, I'm continually delighted by the puzzle design because I keep going. I, I like about a hundred times now. I've got to a level and thought, well, that's obvious, isn't it? <laughs> um, and then not swear got it wrong um like a good 15 times and every time you get it wrong slightly less and you think oh well now i've got it no i haven't and you know it's it's a very good conversation with a puzzle designer who's thought of all the smart ass things that you think you can do <laughs> and is continuously eight or nine steps ahead of you fantastic seven uh, out of ten that is the review section we'll have one more piece of music uh this is robot orgy massacre Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're in the any other business part of the show. As I said, this is Robot Orgy Massacre. It's from Chip Tune, chipmusic.org. It's called Ignore the Ghost. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, we've had some really, really good music on the show today. As ever. Okay, any other business? Uh, it's Simon Parkin section of the show. He just texted me to tell me that he's at my work right now. What? He's drinking out of one of my mugs and listening to the show. Simon Parkin and I are running an event on Thursday, oh. February the 11th. Oh, oh, apparently we're friends again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a Reads Like a Seven, an evening of games writing read by games writers. Uh, it's at London South Bank University. If you want to come to that... Uh, I will be tweeting the address for tickets very, very it? soon. It's free. It's on Thursday, February the 11th. That's very soon, Steve. I know. I've got to write something. Uh, it's a week on Thursday. Wow. Uh, so that's exciting. Uh, please come to that if you want to. Don't, I mean, you know, you can decide whether Simon Parkin is a good person or not from that evening. Probably. Any other business? Alex, you were going to say to me. Yeah, and I've got some, uh, thought, I thought I'd give you an update on the campaign. While we've been live on air, guess how many uh, pledges we've had to the campaign? Five. Minus one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, uh, one, one fellow has uh, cancelled his pledge. 
No. no. Yeah. Well, you're going to get two more here. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> I'm going to spend someone else's money yeah. on you. Oh, gonna I appreciate so that, guys. Uh, any other business? Yeah, we got one AOB. Massive uh, AOB. And it's to do with GDC. GDC. A G, no, GD, it's just a, a regular GDC. No, it's just a regular GDC. Steve's doing it with Simon Parkin. That's what AOB will be doing. I just thought we unfriended him, but now I don't understand. Yeah, um, so, we are still definitely going to be doing Marioki when we're out there. Definitely. Uh, definitely. The reason we haven't put our tickets on sale yet is because I was a little bit sick and uh, we're just sorting out some stuff with the venue. And apparently they work at, f- on different times in San Francisco. <laughs> it's, it's, almost like, it's almost like they're a different time zone. Uh, but we will let you know, so follow us on Twitter and all the usual ports. And we'll let you know. <laughs> Southampton. Yeah. Um, uh, and we'll let you know as soon as we have info about that. Good. Alex, thank you so much for coming on. Best luck with the rest of the Kickstarter. Thank you very much. We'll see you around. Look forward to playing before Christmas. We'll see you at GDC. Yes, indeed. Thank you very much for listening, everybody else. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.